strength for my journey. I knelt at the cross where Jesus once died for me. And I asked, is this the place where hope abides? And this he said to me, Beyond the cross is a tomb that is empty. You won't find me there anymore. And beyond the tomb is life everlasting and hope forevermore. Then I sought reassurance and I went to the tomb to the place where his body once laid. And I cried, Lord, help me see, is there hope here for me? And this I heard him say, Beyond the cross is a tomb that is empty. You won't find me there anymore. And beyond the tomb is life everlasting and hope forevermore. Beyond the cross is a tomb that is empty. You won't find me there anymore. And beyond the tomb is life everlasting and hope forever. Hope forevermore. wonderful hope to have to know that our destination is heaven and i was just thinking about that song we just sung a moment ago uh, come holy spirit come and take control and uh, we say these words to these songs they have such a powerful meaning and uh, really if revival is going to take place in our lives the holy spirit does have to take control we don't often want to relinquish control i know i'm a bit ocd i like control and uh and i think a lot of us have a lot of that in us and, uh, and uh, tonight I want to encourage you, as Brother Brad comes, to let the Holy Spirit take control. And as he speaks to your heart, uh, do something with it this evening. Well, amen. I appreciate that song. And aren't you thankful for an empty tomb and, and a hope that does last forevermore? Uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40 tonight. <clears throat> So it's good to be in God's house on a Wednesday night. You know, I'm thankful to go to a church that's still got the doors open on Wednesday night. And, and Sunday night as well, amen. And uh, it's becoming a trend with the churches across the board now to start closing their doors. Hey, we don't need this, the midweek service, but uh, I think sometimes it's 
can be uh, one of the most important services that we have. And, um, you know, I think the best part about a Wednesday night service is that, hey, we come in and we might be a little weary. We might be a little run down. We might be struggling with some things, but we have an opportunity in the middle of the week to get recharged. And, man, to get excited about the things of God and to hear from God's Word and to make it to Sunday. And, uh, you know, this is just a little bit to get us to the next service. And that's why each service is so important. And, uh, man, God's got something for us every service if we will just uh, allow Him to speak to us. Uh, you know, our schedules aren't getting any lighter. And uh, we, I know everyone's got a busy schedule. And, uh, you know, you've probably got something going almost every night of the week. But it's so important to set, a time, set aside that time for God's house. And uh, he'll bless you for it, I know that. Um, Isaiah chapter 40, starting in verse number 27, says, Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding, he giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. You know, tonight I want to talk a little bit about uh, a weary Christian and how some things that we can do to to help us not become weary. And uh, Satan likes to, to tempt us with a lot of things. And uh, Wednesday night is a good example of that. You know what? Because the devil will tell you, hey, you know what? You're too busy. Hey, you're too tired. You need to just stay at home tonight. Hey, you need to just rest a little bit. And he'll convince us of that. Hey, he'll talk us into that and we'll say, yeah, you know, you're right. I've got a lot going on. And, you know, I'll be there Sunday. And we'll fall into his trap. And uh, when we're weary, it's when Satan's at his, his tack is at its most. Hey, because we're vulnerable and we've opened up the door just a little bit. Hey, but uh, even though we're weary, we can still have victory in the Lord. And we can encourage ourselves in the Lord tonight. And uh, so I'm going to share just a few things with you. Let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer this evening. Dear Father, we do just thank you that we can come tonight. Lord, we... We come and, Lord, I'm sure there's people that are here that are weary tonight. Lord, their hearts are heavy. They've got burdens. Lord, they've got things that uh, they know they're going to be facing this week and different tasks they've got to accomplish. God, I pray that we could put all those things aside right now and that we would just be open up to your word, Lord, and what you would have for us. And we'll give you all the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, we know if we want to get true rest, though, it comes from the Lord. And we know over there in Matthew chapter 11, uh, verse 28 through 30 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hey, the Lord wants to give us some rest tonight. The Lord knows that we're going to have to count on Him to get us through. Hey, and that's what it says over there in Isaiah. Hey, the Lord's the one that strengthens us. The Lord's the one that increases our strength. 
Hey, if we're counting on ourselves to make it through today, hey, we're going to fail. We're going to fall short. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, one, uh, number one, I see the thing about being weary is it's a common problem. Hey, it's a common problem that we're all going to face. Hey, there's nobody over uh, becoming weary or uh, having a time when, man, you're just tired. Fatigue is set in. And man, it's a, a daily struggle to make ends meet. You know, we've got uh, some have to work multiple jobs. And man, they've got so many things they're juggling now. Man, and it can be a real battle. It can be a real fight. Not only just financially, but, um, you know, even emotionally. Going through a tough time. I know we've got ones in the room tonight who are dealing with recent loss in their life. A void in their life. Hey, it's got to be filled tonight. Hey, there's people that uh, are struggling spiritually because they know there was a time in their life and they were closer to Christ. Hey, they, maybe you're here tonight and you feel like, oh, I'm just really not what I ought to be. Hey, but that can all change tonight. Just because it's a common problem and it's a problem that we all face doesn't give us a way out. doesn't give us an excuse to say, well, this happens to everybody. So it's just my turn. Hey, we can overcome it tonight. You know, how many times have you heard somebody say, well, I just need to take a break. I just need to back out of the ministry a little bit. I need to back out of my service for God and take a break. And then when I get rested up, man, I'll jump right back in there. But they never jump back in. They get out. And they keep getting out and they go further and further. I see that in, in college. And man, people that are called, they say they've been called by God. Now they want nothing to do with church. They want nothing to do with the work of God. Hey, we've got to be careful because Satan will say, hey, hey, you need some time away. You need to step back a little bit. You know, as Christians, when we become weary, it can be one of the, the points where we're the most encouraging to others. You know, uh, I, I don't want to call him out, but I'm going to. Brother Tony. I think of Brother Tony. And the things that he's going through. Hey, he wants to be here every service. He physically can't be. But when he is, he's here. You know, when I get weary, I think of somebody like Brother Tony. Man, and that, that encourages me to keep going on. Hey, that encourages me not to give up on God. Hey, it can be done even when we're tired. Even when we're weary. Hey, that can be a time when we're the most encouragement to others because they say, you know what, it can be done. Hey, it can happen. And that we've got that all across this room tonight. People that we can look and see as that are an encouragement to us. Hey, but don't give in to, well, this is just my time to step back. Hey, God says, no, this is your time to even get more busy for the cause of Christ. Not only is it just a common problem, but we see with this problem we've got a comforting promise. We got a comforting promise from the Lord. You know, we read over there in Matthew chapter 11 and talks about how He wants to give us rest. You know, and this promise is coming from, from the Lord. You know, if somebody else gave us this promise, then we may have some doubts about it. You know, I'm sure every one of us have had somebody at some point in our life made an empty promise to us. Maybe it was that they didn't try to break it on purpose. But they made a promise and they just couldn't keep up to it. They couldn't fulfill their end of the promise. Hey, we don't have to worry about Christ not fulfilling 
His end of the promise. Hey, He's going to be on time every time. He's going to come through with His promises 100% of the time. You know, another promise we have from the Lord is that He's the one in control. Hey, He's the one that's in control. He knows every situation that we're going through. You know, when we get weary with the circumstances we're facing or the situations of the world around us, we just need to stop and, and think about how good God has been to us. Hey, it's a call of remembrance, of thinking where God's brought us from. Uh, yesterday I was reading about Paul and Silas thrown in prison. We all know the story. We've read it a hundred times. They're being persecuted, thrown in prison, and they're praising God. They're giving glory to God. And I think, you know, I get a, a door slammed in my face or, you know, somebody tells me they're not interested. Man, I get all upset. Ah, man. They, they just rejected. It, it's not me that they rejected. It's the Lord Jesus Christ they rejected. Hey, but it's people like this in the Bible that motivate us, hey, to not give up. Hey, to keep going on. Even when the, when the going gets tough and when we think we can't press on, we're so tired, we're so weary. Hey, we need to uh, renew our strength through the Lord. We, we need to uh, get our strength back from the Lord. Hey, we need to get into the Word of God. We need to restore that joy of our salvation sometimes. You know what? Because we forget where God's brought us from. We forget what God has saved us from. Hey, when we get weary, we need to remember all that God's brought us from, all that He's done for us. You know, we can always look around and have things to complain about, to gripe about, negative side of things. But anytime you put those things up to the positive things of God, His blessings are always going to outweigh those things. Hey, there's going to be nothing that God asks too much of us. That He's not already uh, going to take care of us. He's going to reward us for every little thing that we do for Him. I see we have a, a challenging prescription to help us get over weariness. You know, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. You know, I mentioned earlier, hey, when, when we start to get weary, Jesus says, hey, you just need to do a little bit more. You say, well, that doesn't really sound what we would normally think. You know, we normally think, well, I need to step back. I need to escape for a little while. But it's really not that we're so, so busy in the things of God that gets us weary. It's the things that we're busy that aren't the things of God. Hey, that's consuming all our time. That's consuming all of us. And we're getting so weary because we're really focusing on the wrong thing. Hey, when we're busy for the, in the will of God, hey, He's going to give us that strength. He's going to give us what we need to take the next step. You know, the kind of rest that Jesus offers us tonight is not relief from every trial or every problem in our life. That's not what it is. But it's a kind of rest that offers peace of mind and a calmness of the Spirit, knowing that we're living our life right in the middle of His will. Hey, it's that peace that passes all understanding. Hey, that can't even be described at times. We know we, we face things. Man, how am I going to get through this? By God's grace, He gets us through. I don't know how people 
face the trials they do and face the things without God, without a Savior to lean on. You know, part of this challenging prescription that we have here is a call to repentance. A call to repentance. You know, our country needs the Lord. Hey, our city needs the Lord. Hey, there's folks that are dying and going to hell every day, every second. You know, and we can look at our country and get discouraged. We can see how far they've come from the things of God. It seems like all they want to do is get God out of everything. They think that'll fix all their problems. Really, they're just digging their hole that much deeper. But it's not just the world. It's not just our country. It's, it's not just lost people today that have forgotten what God's done from and where we've come from. It's Christians as well. It's easy to take some things for granted. It's easy to forget about the Lord Jesus Christ dying on that cross, taking our pain, our punishment for us. It's easy to take for granted growing up in a Christian home, having a mom and dad that love you, that teach you right, raise you right, that want the best for you. Hey, it's things like that that second and third generation Christians take for granted today. That's me. I've been guilty of that. Oh, to think where I would be without the past that I had. You know, the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. You know, something about that verse there, it says, if my people. It doesn't say if the lost. It doesn't say if the world. It says if my people shall humble themselves. Hey, if we want revival in our country today, it's depending on us. His people that are here tonight in this room. Hey, it's going to take us. Hey, uh, it's going to take more than us just talking about it. It's going to take us putting it into action. You know, it's going to take some sacrifice. You know, um, it was about a month ago or so, a uh, pastor gave the staff guys a, a letter on revival, an article there, and uh, just to read, you know. And it was very, uh, very interesting article, you know, and a lot of times we talk about revival, but he said, do most people even really know what revival is? Obviously, revival is a rekindling of what was already there. And uh, sometimes we, we talk, oh, yeah, we want a revival, but we don't want to put anything behind it. We don't want to put any actions to it. Hey, we don't want to sacrifice anything to go along with it. We, just, we want what pleases self, but we want God's blessing on it. And God says, hey, I don't work like that. But He says, if my people would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will He heal our land. Hey, there's still hope today. That hope is through us, God's people. You know, the problem with churches, some churches today, is that they're trying to appeal to the world. And they're doing that by 
taking out the, the holiness of God and compromising things and compromising the, the Word of God to make that happen. But we see what this world needs is a church that they can look and see that we can still get a hold of God. And that we can have the power of God on our lives that they can look and see a church that, man, is concerned about people that's out in the community seeing that God's still saving souls today. Hey, that God's making a change in lives today. Hey, that's what the lost world needs to see. And that's what I'm thankful about our church here. That's what we've got. We've got a church that can get a hold of God and that has the power of God on our church. That better be something that we never, ever, ever lose. That's got to be something that we don't take for granted. That's got to be something that we don't just get used to. We just get in the habit of, well, this is how we do it. Hey, let's not forget why we're here, what our purpose is. Hey, God says, I've got a purpose for each and every one of you. Purpose to reach the lost. To make a difference in lives. To press on even when we're weary. Hey, there's going to be times when you're weary. Maybe you're here tonight and you're weary. Maybe there's things that you're facing. You say, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Submit to Him. Submit to Him. We're doing our series in Jonah, on Jonah in Sunday school and talking about submitting our wills to God. Hey, it's a difficult thing to do. Hey, God will tell us where to go, and we've got to make the decision. It's yes, I'll go. No, I won't. Each, each uh, choice comes with a consequence, though. Consequence of saying yes, ultimately, at the very end, the blessing is gone. It might not be right off the bat. Hey, just because we say yes to God doesn't mean there's no trials, there's no hard times, there's no heartache. We face those every day. But you see when what saying no does, it puts people's lives at risk. Put your life at risk. Put your family's life at risk. Put your neighbor's life at risk. Your coworker, those around you. And is, is it really worth it in the end? No. It's not worth it in the end, but you know what? Satan doesn't come tempting you to do something and show you the consequences. (laughs) Satan doesn't say, hey Eve, eat of this fruit and then you're going to die, but it's going to taste good while you're doing it. You think she would have done it maybe if that was his approach? Maybe, maybe not. But we think about some of the decisions that we've made. You got to think about the consequences today. You know, there's some people, there's some Christians who are weary and they get out of the race. They step out of the front lines, they step on the sidelines. Like I said, it's sad to see that most of them don't get back in. But something that should encourage us is that, hey, let's not focus on the ones that go by the wayside. Hey, let's not focus on the ones that go astray. Hey, let's try to get them back. Hey, let's pray for them. Let's not give up on them. But 
Let's focus on the ones who think. Hey, let's focus on the ones who have fought the good fight. Hey, we can look and have so many Christian heroes that we look up to and say, you know what? Man, they lived their life for God. Man, they gave their all for God. In struggle, in health issues, whatever it was, they gave it all to God. And I tell you what, I'm thankful for men and women who don't give up on God. That just keep pressing on. That just keep making a difference for the cause of Christ. Hey, you know what? I have decided to follow Jesus and say, Hey, even when you're the only one, even when you're the only one, when you feel like you're at your lowest point, you're all alone, hey, look up. Look up. Because God's with you. And who would we rather have with us? Nobody else is going to meet our needs like that. Nobody else is going to give us the strength to go on. Nobody else is going to be able to provide for us like the Lord Jesus Christ. But too many times we say, no, God, I don't want you. I don't want your plan for my life. I've got it figured out. I've got this thing, thing figured out. See, this is what I want to do, God. Then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. I says, oh, really? He says, well, what if that's not what I want for you? Don't we want what God has for us? You know, sometimes we can get upset with God. But we have to remember that God's got our best interest at hand. God, God wants to bless His children, and God wants to use each and every one of us today. But it's depending on that decision that we make. Hey, Jonah, will you go preach to Nineveh? I'm going the opposite direction. So then I'm going to have to wake you up. I'm going to have to send a storm in your life to get your attention. Hey, we could avoid a lot of storms, a lot of heartaches in our life if we just submit to what God has for us. Hey, if we just be willing to do what God has for us. Hey, if you're here tonight, you're weary. God wants to give you rest. But you've got to come to Him. You've got to come to Him. Hey, don't, don't fall into the trap of Satan. Don't follow into his lies and saying, hey, you need to step back. You need to take some time off. You need to give some things up. Hey, you keep serving God. Hey, you keep, keep doing what the Lord tells you to do. Keep moving forward for God. He's going to take care of you. He'll give you the strength that you need to make it on. Let's pray. If you would just stand with your heads bowed and eyes closed.